Welcome to Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves story time is always better with mom. I'm your host, Moderator Dave, and with me we have co-host Ben. Hello, hello. And the other co-host, Other Dave. I didn't know you had a mom fetish, Dave. Those machines go marching on, no matter what. So what are we doing today? Uh, let's talk about what you guys have been doing this week. Oh, oh, we have news. Yeah. Superior Dave decided to swing by in his long, lengthy travels, uh, and we did pre-release stuff. Yeah. I almost forgot. So exciting. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I traveled up there, participated in two pre-release events, got second in one and first in the other. Yeah. Nice. Got some insane prize support. That must have been a really uh, sick shop you were at then, huh? Yeah. All that oh, price. Great support. shop. It was a, that set, that drafting, that set or sealing, sealed play with limited in that set is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode, those, uh, I was kind of meh on the incubator tokens and I still kind of am unconstructed. I'll have to see, but man, in limited, they are boss. And that shark, that shark just d- dominates. Yeah, the shark's insane man. and limited. And uh, incubator tokens, part of what makes them good is that most of the things that you get them with also have a benefit. You know, you're mm. even the one that's just a zero one that creates an incubator token is a zero one's an extra blocker. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're just, it's added value out of every card for limited. Yeah, something like return a creature to owner's hand, draw a card, or create an incubator token, or something. Like, there's always, like, it's like a cantrip with an incubator token attached to it. And it's nice. Yep. I seen uh, some of your polls there. It's kind of jealous. You got some good stuff. Yeah, I, I did. Those, those are actually from my prize support packs. Oh, yeah. Okay. The promo Shouldered and the promo Elish Norn both came from the promo packs I won. And the, uh, I've seen all five of the cards in the picture came from the promo packs I won. Yeah, it was nuts. The uh, Ren and yeah, the Ren and Realm Breaker, the Jace, and the Atraxa as well. Plus the uh, Phyrexian Ink Elish Norn, the new one from my the regular packs. And the uh, Phyrexian Ink Old Yeah. Yeah, that's freaking rad. Also, while Superior Dave is here, he taught me about a new format. And I'm pretty uh, stoked about it. Uh, I like new formats. Tell me about this new format. So you yeah. buy a draft pack, right? And right? You open it up, but you don't look at it. And you take two of every land, basic land, and you shuffle them all together, and then you just play with it. That's that's like that's pack wars, right? Yes, it's pack wars. But I never knew yeah. about it. You saying it's ben, new? Ben, I'm I've like, never oh. heard of it. He's like, stop telling Ben old stuff is new. No, he, he <laughs> said it was new. No, he literally just, said, "Do you remember pack wars from a long time ago?" And I said, "No, oh, okay. what's that?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I used to play it back when I played Magic, so obviously I wasn't presenting it as if it was a brand new format. Mm-hmm. I, I got um, all excited that it was new. It's new to me. Okay. Um, but it was real. It was really fun. I, like, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It gives you something extra to do with that pack rather than just, like, crack it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. play with it. And it's almost like a mystery what, it, what, what your cards are because you don't know until you draw it. Pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, I don't think there was anyone at the shop who had heard of it. And uh, bare minimum, the shop owner should know that and be trying to sell it to sell more packs. True that. Yeah. 
What a maybe there's a maybe there's something to uh, carry draft a reason for shop owners to carry draft <laughs> boosters. It couldn't be drafts. It, it's definitely pack wars. I mean, yeah. technically, we made it with set boosters too. It, you yeah, just have to. It, it worked. It just wasn't. It wasn't like as balanced. I guess yeah, right. there was a lot of nothing happens till turn four. I think that's the basic pack horse game, though, isn't it? Well, <laughs> but yeah, depends yeah. on what's in your pack. All right, but yeah, that was really fun. Like Kenrith, yeah. Somebody pulled a, <laughs> one of this other guy we were playing with pulled a Kenrith in his pack horse, and we're like, up. <laughs> He's like, I am at forty-five life. Good to know when today. All Be right, clear, I actually did still win that. That he did. Shark in the shop, I see. Um, so let's move on to the main reason we're having the podcast today, and that's March of the Machine spoil uh story time. Yes. You guys are gonna Which Dave is gonna explain to us in depth. Tell us what you know how this story Uh, goes with your knowledge. (laughs) Uh Elspeth steps on people and then Karn wins i so elspeth is the state she's the state puff marshmallow man is what you're saying sure oh i i had like uh the uh what was the thing people did with the resident evil 8 woman with her stepping on people i like i instantly had in my head like oh dave has a a finish of being stepped on by ellis norn (laughs) i meant ellis norn i said elspeth in retrospect but um, anyways, she does look like a dominatrix. So, well, you know, let's just say I've been hoping to get one of them, uh, Hellraiser cubes, uh, for a while. I haven't found one. Anyways, enough about me. I did not read the story as is customary for story time. And y'all are going to tell it to me so that I am caught up on all the lore and shenanigans in the multiverse. So originally when, because you two used to read the story both. Did mm-hmm. did Dave introduce Ben to the story or did Ben introduce Dave? We kind of introduced each other to the story because we like lived in the same household and it was like, hey, you like magic? Let's get this book and read it. And that's how mm-hmm. I remember it. Yeah, I can't say that it's any different. I was the one that always collected them, though. So Yeah. Like, so, so you made the decision together, though, to get into the story. Well, yeah, because yeah, why wouldn't you? This is sick books. It might have even been a case where it's like, hey... I only got $20 and you got $20. That fat pat looks pretty good. Yeah, maybe. It was a long mm-hmm. time ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious if it was, you know, like a, Dave had the books and, and he was like, Ben, you should no, really read these books. No, really I will good. tell you actually right now it was me because there was a book that wasn't in main storyline before they started oh. doing those called Ashes of the Sun that I found at the library. No, dude, you bought it at Walmart. They were selling did it at I, Walmart. I really okay. the story now. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, really good. It was about Minotaurs took this human in, and they had a ritual where they had to cut a finger off, like, Assassin's Creed. This was before Assassin's Creed. And then she, like, did it and became, like, a, a Minotaur, quote-unquote. But anyway, it was really good. And I was like, oh, yeah, sweet magic books. And then, you know, I think – I don't remember if what the first one we got after that was. We probably looked it up and found the Brothers work because that was even before it came to – packs before they started yeah, I, packs. I can't even remember the first actual magic book I read because that's so long ago. Mm-hmm. It would almost have to be Brothers War or 
Yeah, it would have to. I'm going to guess Brothers War is probably the first one because uh, we went back and read Thran after the fact. Yeah, I think Thran was released later because there's like five <laughs> books. There's The Prodigal Sorcerer was a book or something like that. And I think I tried to read that one, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, those first the, back books were like iffy. The pre-revisionist storyline. Yeah, all, yeah. all the ones I read, Ben introduced me to until a certain point. I want to say it was around Chainer's Torment when I had to start getting the books on my own. Yeah. Yeah, because that's stuff. probably around the time that, that Ben ruined one of my copies of my books. I'm like, dude, you can't borrow my books no more until <laughs> you uh, replace the one you ruined. And then it took him like 10 years. And finally, he's like, here you go, man. I found it. <laughs> yeah. And in turn, I, re- I introduced because I remember we made a deal. It was you had to read Dragonlance. I had to read yep. Magic. Yep. And I did. And I love Dragonlance. I'm so glad I read it. It's actually my favorite fantasy story. See, they're making a show or a movie. Can't remember which for Dragonlance. Doesn't surprise me. I did not. Joe Manganiello's involved. Oh yeah, nice, good. Sounds right up his alley. Is Judy Dench going to DM? <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> but you got to make sure give her her respect. It's Dame Judy. Oh Dench. yes, correct. You're right. All right, so we want to get onto the story. I would like to hear about the lore of. Magic the Gathering and not the lore of the Proving Grounds podcast because I lived that lore. I was there. Let's move yeah. on to the stuff I haven't read. Selfish. Not one to share with the listeners. Yeah, well, He only wants to hear about the stuff he doesn't know about. My bad. Alright, so where we left off in the last story the heroes came to Realm Breaker and said, oh my gosh, they're invading the multiverse and Jace wanted to blow the Silex up to kill Realm Breaker and possibly every other universe it was attached to. And then Elish Norn, they were arguing, and Elish Norn stepped in and um, took the Silex and planes El- walked Elspeth. off. Elspeth sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I did, I did it too. I, uh, so there's <laughs> my one. Elspeth jumped in. I'm still convinced they're the same person, just displaced somehow. They're like polar opposites. But yeah, she fired it into her chest. It released into her chest, and she like noped out to the blind eternities with it. And then they confronted Elish Norn, and they were like, "Nope, we're gonna planes walk out of here." So they did. And uh, Elish Norn started the invasion, right? Did they planes walk out? So Elish Norn actually traps them. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And then releases them and says, you're going to be my herald. You're going to tell everyone we're coming. Right, that's right. <laughs> very cocky of her. She is very cocky. And then she begins the invasion. So it, yep. when she starts the invasion, she sends a lot of her lieutenants to their home planes, Nahiri to Zendikar, Luka to Koria, Tamiya to Kamigawa, Johnny to... Uh, Johnny's the only one I think that doesn't go to his home plane. He goes yeah, to Theros. Yeah, she says he has a special thing for a Johnny, and she sends a Traxa to New Capenna. Yep. Which they didn't come out and say it, but that's her home plane, right? They, I'm pretty sure. I think that's where in a story I didn't read from like Alara Reborn or something. Okay. Maybe. So yeah, we'll. I guess we'll um, go. But but one thing major happens in this in this thing, and here's the. Uh, Here's the 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 art of it. Shieldred comes up and was like, "Hey, Elish Norn, I forget exactly what she said, uh, but basically Elish Norn blesses her as a traitor or whatever by cutting her head off. Straight kills her. They drag her in and she dies. Shieldred? Yep. Traitor? Yep. She was she was like uh, conspiring against Elish Norn, I believe, right? Uh, to gain control of Rexia, not to like team up with Dominaria or whatever. No, yeah, correct. yeah, correct. She was okay. trying to gain control of Phyrexia. 
right. stab well, Bellishorn uh, in the back, something like that. And then I think, a, is it a Johnny that cuts her head off? That's what this uh, picture would lead you to believe. Yes, I'm on Ellis Norn's command. Yep. Because uh, Jin Jataxis got some information from a dead body somehow. As as awesome Shieldred is, I thought, man, that's like uh, pretty wild that they just like murked her. Off a Prater. Mm. Yeah. Nope. I don't think she's coming back, guys. Dead, dead. All right. Anyway. So they basically the whole the whole first episode of the story was just her commanding everybody to go to each plane. Um, and then Tamiyo goes to Kamigawa. The other one, Atraxa, goes to New Capenna and she's told I, I listed them out already. We don't need to do it again. Yeah, I guess I guess they tell you what they're doing there when Well no, I mean I literally listed them. Well she she told Atraxa, Hey, you're gonna be tempted, but you must stay true. Oh, right. And then that's basically all that happens there. Elish yeah, Nord just tell uh, a track so you're going to get tempted to betray me for th- uh, 30 silver. Don't get 30 tempted. silver. All right. The next thing that happens, it cuts to the Planeswalker people, and they're all going in. Um, I don't know if uh, Dave didn't play God of War, so this doesn't help him, but Superior Dave, like, you know how, like, in God of War Ragnarok, there's the, the house that they all go to, and it's, like, safe from everybody? I kind of <laughs> got that vibe from yeah. this. Everybody's meeting up at this house. Right. Uh, I do understand the concept of a safe house. Yeah, but I literally saw that when I was reading it. In the first God of War, it's the turtle. They're hiding in the turtle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah. uh, So, who's all here? Chandra, Liliana, Ren, Tyvar, Kaido, Kaya, all the planeswalkers, basically. And they're kind of arguing about what's going to go next. And strangely, Liliana just, like, nopes out of there. I thought that was really (laughs) weird. I mean, it is kind of like Liliana's thing, right, though? So, but she comes back. She's not, she doesn't stay gone. Okay. Is that an like, side story? Uh, no, no. So she comes back because, like, she nopes out of there after they start arguing about it. And then she comes back. I think she just talks to Chandra by the swamp. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and she's like, hey, like, seriously, we should just be going home and defending our planes at this point. Because that's what Tyvar, Kaito, and Kaya were saying. Like, you can't stop it. You're not going to be able to do anything. Go home. Try and save your plane. And um, Chandra says, no, I need to go to New Phyrexia and take down the tree is the idea. Yeah. And Ren's just, like, chilling. Yeah. Ren being Ren. Ren comes to talk to Chandra and is like, I want to help. I, th- I think you're right. We need to do something. Ren so and Liliana turns to, it's not her home plane, um, Strixhaven. She returns to the school. And then mm-hmm. Kaito goes back to Kamigawa, Tyvar goes back to Kaldheim, and Kaya goes to uh, Kamigawa with what's-his-face, Kaito. Where's the Wanderer at at this point? Or is uh, we don't she know. just blinking around the multiverse? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, we have not seen her yet. She, I think she returns in the next story, in the next chapter. Yeah. Nice. The next chapter is the Kamigawa story, yeah. Oh. So we cut to have a lot of major story beats in it. Yeah. There's some really cool moments. Yeah. But like Kaito and Kaya go there. Uh, it, it is under siege. They are fighting some generic aliens. They save each other a couple of times when they run into Timber's family, specifically her son and then Mio. Is that correct? That you order cut right? out there for a second. I don't know where I cut out at. So. Um, you said that Tamio goes there. She's corrupting Basaju or destroying Basaju. And then um, right. sees her kid. Kaito ends up saving her son. Yep. 
Kaito brings her son to her. I think it's inadvertent, but yeah, yeah, yeah. awfully convenient, right? He wasn't like, "Hey, let's put the kid up here as bait," uh, but there was there was like a morality choice that he had to make, uh, whether to like remove him from there or see if it worked, and to try to like you know show some human of Tamio, you know. And true for Essie and fashion, that didn't work. It was more like Tamio's like, "Oh, my son." Come join us where you will be safe because they're all basically brainwashed, you know. Let me save you. Save you from what? From what um, I'm going to do to you if you don't come <laughs> with me. Then the Wanderer shows up. Wanderer, Kaito, and Kaya all fight Tamiyo. Went out in the end. Tamiyo has a scroll and she takes the ring off of it right before she dies. And somehow the scroll is something that she made before she was turned that would allow mm. her to release her memories. Uh, back to Kamigawa to become like a soul of her, or at least that's the the understanding that I got of it. Yeah, did so you have a different understanding? That, of it? That, that's what I. Yeah. Um, and then her like soul memories embrace her child and talk to her child and fade off. Yep. Invasion of Kamigawa over. It was a very touching moment. I think. All right, next one. To go to Ravnica. Is that where Kaya went, Ravnica? So the next one was like a, a multi-tiered chapter or in Kaldheim, and they talk about what Tyvar's doing. Then they go to Aladesh and show Pia Nalar and Peral. Sounds like Pia Nalar. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and how they're planning defenses for their city. And then I think it cuts to Theros for a bit. Can't remember what the last one they go to is. Oh, New Capanna. Yeah. They go to New Capanna for a bit. Right. That I mean, this this to to be honest, this whole arc of story is kind of like all over the place because it's naturally going to be. Um, so it's a little hard to remember the order things happened in. So uh, back mm-hmm. on uh, Kaldesh, if I remember from the the uh, Kaldesh story, Brawl and Pia are adversaries on opposite sides. Yes, they do uh, not like each other, but they do end up fighting together uh, during this chapter. Yeah, so that's uh, to illustrate, I'm sure, how bad things are fixing to get. Yeah, and the Frexians basically rush the uh, Aether Reservoir. Was that right? Right, yeah. Cuts. Do you remember how that ends? That is the end of it. Because I think the actual end of it is handled in a side story. Oh, okay, okay. At least I know the actual end of Kaldheim is handled in a side story. And All right, I didn't read the uh, side the stories. Actual, is that something you saved till later? Uh, well, since I was reading them as they were coming out, I was just reading each one as it came out. Mm, so, so it doesn't um, really give the... Usually uh, I read the... If I haven't read them as they were coming out, I read the side stories afterwards. Okay, and it, so if, like, if you talked about it now, would it give away the rest of the story? No, most of the, all of the side story beats but one are mostly handled in the actual story. Like mm-hmm. their resolution or, or just like, you know, most places are going to win in the end, you know? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So naturally, again, all over the place. <laughs> so, like, literally, the side stories are how Strixhaven beats off, or, sorry, that's not appropriate. How Strixhaven defeats the Phyrexians, how Aquaria defeats the Phyrexians, how Ixalan defeats the Phyrexians, how Innistrad defeats the Phyrexians, how uh, 
I can't think of the plane now with Oko and the fairies and Rankle. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Lorwyn. Yeah. LJ. How they beat the Phyrexians, how Zendikar beats the Phyrexians. Um, okay, so back to Atraxa on New Campena. I thought this was a nice like story beat. So Atraxa gets there. She's ordered to basically destroy everything because I, I guess the Phyrexians lost on New Capenna a long time ago. Yep. That was it's a, like a revenge e- thing. Yep. And the thing that Elish Norn warned Atrax about was actually beauty. Atrax uh, is getting tempted by the beauty of New Capenna and angels and, and things like that, because I, I believe she is an angel, right? Atraxa was an yes. angel. And then, yeah, mm. that is correct. So she goes through all like the museums and stuff that the um what was the name of the Grixis people? Maestros. Uh, had. Maestros yeah. yeah, and was seeing all like the the old stuff from back then and kind of like was starting to like waver and then she just like had this fit of resolve and was like, "No, I must kill everything." And she just went on to destroy everything. Is there a side story that wraps that up? Mhm. Well, so there is a side story that covers from when that happens to in chapter nine when you read about the city collapsing on a track set, which I just probably shouldn't have said. No, that's that's good because that's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that because um, I didn't know that. It, that again, I just read the main story. I should probably read, like I said last time, yeah. I should read. The I, old, I mean, the uh, the part where the city collapses on her is in. Is in chapter nine of the main story. Oh, okay, but yeah, the uh, they it, they were like, oh, th- that's part of the story. Like chapter four or whatever ends with Atraxa losing her, and the and angels just, just hovering above, going everything. Like, yeah, like and saying no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> you know, don't don't do it. And yet. like and, not even. Yeah, and the angels are saying not yet. Don't yeah. do anything yet. Yep, just let her go for um, a second. But, like, she's even going nuts on, like, inanimate objects. She's, like, out there destroying statues. And- yep. Because she mm-hmm. hates the beauty. She hates it. I thought that was really cool. Um, yep. Flavor. All right. Now, um, on to the next one. This is where this so, is yeah, where the story starts to come together, I think. Right. So, Chandra and Ren meet up with Koth and the remaining Mirans. Explain their plan to have Ren bond with Realmbreaker. To stop the invasion, uh, Koth and the Mirans agree. Eurobrask agrees to help them. Yeah. Ooh, my bro, Eurobrask coming in for the win. I, I, yeah, Eurobrask is basically showed throughout the whole arc from New Capenna on that he's not really down with what Elish Norn's doing. He believes in freedom, you know. And things like that. So he's okay with people being Phyrexian, but he wants them to make the choice to be Phyrexian. Yep. So he's siding with these guys to take because he doesn't really, he's not down with the invasion. Um, and in a side note, speaking of Atraxa, Atraxa uh, was, was said to have been created or given power by four of the five Praetors. And I'm assuming the one that didn't was Urbras because she's not red. Atraxa is all the other colors. That is correct. So Bureau of Brass did not help in her creation. So I, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, and he's kind of been like out there for a while just because he doesn't even like order or like, you know, mm-hmm. the very chaotic. Yeah, and Elish Norn uh-huh. wants everybody to be one, everybody to be ordered, everybody to be completed, right. regardless if they want to or not. 
seems to me that Ellis Nord beheaded the wrong Praetor. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, they come in, they talk to Urabrask and uh, Chandra is mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, I guess you're helping us because she was leery of it. So Urabrask flies them to the, the seed core, the Marins and Ren and Chandra, where they find out that Elish Norn and company knew they were coming all along. Uh-oh. There's a contingent of a huge force of Phyrexians already there. Eurobrass gets taken down. Oh, no. Sorry about your bro. That's my bro. And gets ripped apart. They say something about, at some point, it's like a, they talk about his limbs getting ripped off. Yeah, they did the rack on him, basically. Yeah, and I was like, did they just rack him? Is that what happened yep. here? Yep. Yeah. Chandra and Ren are close to the world tree when Nissa shows up. That old completed Nissa. Yeah. And Nissa pretty much wipes the floor with him because Chandra refuses to fight. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of like character building or character expose about how Chandra feels about Nissa that I thought was very heart touching and like very, very well written. But so I was driving home <laughs> reading this part, but you can't read while you're driving. So I, because it's not an audiobook, I turned it and made Siri read it all. So here I am in these heart-touching, heartfelt moments with Siri's robot voice reading it. It was very odd. It was very good. I wish I had not had Siri read it. Do you have regular Siri or British Siri? Uh, I I tried a different couple different options, and I just settled with regular Siri. It's easier to hear and understand. I had I had one named Fred at first. And he was too boot ba- ba- boot bassy in his voice. So I was like, I have to turn that off. Sorry, Fred. British Siri is very bougie. Not the best way to read these, I'm telling you. <laughs> so anyway, Chandra or yeah, Chandra gets pinned against a tree by the Phyrexian people while Nisa basically just rips seven to pieces the tree. Just straight up rips it to pieces and leaves only Ren. Which mm-hmm. Ren if you know anything about Ren, she can't really live without a tree yeah, she's for a very like long time. Fire cursed or something, right? So yeah. she's burning internally. Yeah. So she's like, and she's like lost the ability to walk or do anything. So she's just like laying there. Well, she doesn't have legs anymore, right? Um, It's questionable. I, I'm not Doesn't sure. the tree have to be her legs? I think she's just a torso and hands. Um, Let me see. Her arms. That was my understanding. Yeah, 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 you're accurate, according to this. So, yeah. But, so she's just laying there, and what what happens? Oh, uh, Chandra's getting, like, they cut emotional. To, yeah. Oh, they and, cut to... And she's, they, she's talking to Nissa and trying to get her to not be completed, and it's not going well. Yeah. And, um, and then they Chandra cut does. to the... Um, Elspeth talking to... Was it the, like the angels somehow. I don't really understand this whole part. I don't either. Um, it might have been part that Siri was reading it to me. It might have been part, I don't know, but it seemed like she was in some kind of like weird extra dimensional space and talking to her mom right. who had died, but it's not really her mom. It's like some like vision or something. Yeah, like it's almost like someone who's judging her. Yeah. Or something. Um, but so, so they show Elspeth scenes of the other planes. And then Elspeth is even talking like she's being judged. She's like, 
if I don't make the right choice here, they won't help me or something like that. Like it almost implying that like the whole thing is contingent on her making what is the correct choice in their eyes. And she goes through all the plane visions, you know, sees a Johnny fighting on Theros, completing the gods there. And she's like, I could save a Johnny because he's my good friend. And then sees other ones and, you know, kind of torn between what she can choose. Right. That she's shown new Capenna. Yeah. Her mom's and like, that's the, where you like, were no, born. They have defenders. It would be a mistake for me to go there, um, even though that is where she wants to go for some reason. Yeah. And then she is shown the seed core where that fight is going on. And that is what she picks in the end. And then she arrives there as Elspeth Archangel mm. with her wings and everything. Yeah, the um the thing about the vision she saw, that that's where they say they show that Urbrask is being ripped apart. Karn's all in pieces. Um oh, no. and she sees Nyssa and Ren and Chandra and realizes what the plan is. So she says, I, mm-hmm. I don't have to kill Elish Norn, I just have to make sure that they get to the tree. Like, I need to do something because that's the key. And then she makes the choice. And then it says Gingitasis raises his claws. Elspeth's sword is there to meet him when she comes through the thing. And I think she who is going to kill Karn. Was that right? Uh, I believe that is correct, yes. Yeah, it's it's written all out of order. But, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so so she shows up, fights Gingitasis, fights Norn for a little bit. Freeze Nissa from, or freeze, uh, not Nissa, she frees Chandra from Nissa. Yeah. Nice. Um, the Mirans grab both Karn and uh, Ren. Malira specifically, I believe, grabs Karn. Um, and they begin to move, basically, they crowd surf Ren to the. Uh, yeah. it's like tree. dude is honestly one of those like fo- at the end of like uh the end of the game on a football when they have like they have to score and they're just tossing the football around <laughs> they're literally <laughs> tossing ren around as one just as, as one dies from mirin to or not from mirin to mirin yep so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was kind of goofy but cool well you know like it was like a good moment uh, and then Malira is the final one to end up with Ren in her hands. Yep. Takes Ren to the tree, and Ren is like, I don't know if I can do this without Chandra to teach me how to control the fire. And at this point, Chandra has at least started to defend herself against Nyssa, although she is still not attacking her. She's, like, burning the tree branches and stuff that Nyssa sends after her. Yeah. Mm. And Malira's like, I don't think she's going to be able to help you. You're going to have to figure it out. Yep, so she interfaces with said tree. Um, is that in this one or is that the next one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so yeah, there is a there is a part. Yeah, there is a part where um, it cuts to back to Elspeth, who is fighting Elish Norn still, and El- he she ends up. Uh, they end up having a long like you know bad guy diatribe moment where they're like Elish Norn's like you're the same as me, and she's like no, I'm, it's not the same, and Elish Norn challenges Except- her is like, what's that? Yeah, mean? okay. Sorry, oh, go yeah. ahead. Elish Norn challenges her like, okay, name a single difference between us. And Elish Norn says, my purpose is divine. <laughs> and Elish Norn, uh, I'll just read it. My evangels act as the swords of our divinity. Try again. And then El- uh, Elspeth says, this transformation hasn't changed anything about me. And then 
He's like, well, you got Elshnorn's like, well, you got wings. You know, you're an angel now. And then, yeah, so they have this fight. And then it seems like Elshnorn's just like mind tricking Elspeth for a second. Right, because Elspeth starts to believe, she starts to think about all the times that things would have been better if everyone yeah. around her had been a Phyrexian and they all worked together. Yep. And she's, she almost like starts to have doubts about whether or not she is right to be fighting them. Yep. And then um, Jinja Taxis gets kind of impatient and is like, hey, we've spent enough time with her. Just complete her and be done with it. Stop talking with her. And then <laughs> Elish Norn doesn't like that. <laughs> so she turns around and uh, cuts his arm off, <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah, she um, stabs him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and then what happens is at that moment, uh, Elspeth realizes what the difference is, right? They, they That wouldn't happen. Norn isn't trying to do what she's actually preaching of like, all will be one, all will be, you know, we will live on in eternity and, you know, all together. But it's really just about Elish Norn getting power. So she ends yeah. up taking the moment while she's, you know, cutting Jen's arm off to stab Elish Norn through the shoulder and tells her that, about herself, you know, like, you're wrong. You know, you're just trying to do it for power. Should have went for the head. There's still that that weird feeling, though, like when Elspeth is thinking all that stuff, like, this led me again to, to believe the whole, like, Elish Norn could be Elspeth. Because, like, mm-hmm. she's sitting there going, like, oh, you know, like, all the people who have died because they didn't follow like, the exact orders the way these Phyrexians do. Yep. Like, you could very easily see her transitioning into Elish Norn. Yeah. When you read that part of the story. It's a weird um, little moment there, I'd say, that kind of could have different implications. Well, I think that that is a uh, pretty good showcase of whites not necessarily on purpose but it's leaning towards like being authoritarian for the greater good kind of thing yeah um, yeah and that's that's kind of what i like about magic's collar pie too is that you can have right and wrong within existing within a collar so it's not that white is the good collar white could be wrong and could be right they follow the same creed it's like it's like we'll bring up dragonlance again it's like when they made Dark Knights and Dragonlance, it was like, oh, this is bad because now they're living by an oath and a creed instead of turning against each other as bad people. So they believed they were doing good, but they weren't actually good. You know, they were on the side of white, but really like truth and justice and honor and mm-hmm. oaths and things like that, but they were bad guys. I hope when they make the Dragonlance movie or series that we get some Dragonlance magic cards. Oh, that'd be sick. They own the property. They could. They already put it in D&D, so. I want a Sturm card. I want a Tannis card. I want a Tasselhoff. I want a Rasslin card. Tasselhoff is just monkey, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like. Yeah, Tasselhoff could be monkey. Uh, Caraman and Rasslin could be one of the dual cards from this set. Mm -hmm. Mm. Team-ups. Yeah. Um, That'd be sweet. I mean, there's any number of knights you could make into Sturm. Yeah. And dark knights that you could use for uh, Kateria or any of the other dark knights whose names I can't think of right now. Or Katara. That's what it is. Okay. Back to magic. Yeah. We got off on a thing. Um, 
yeah, so that's basically how that ends. And then it goes down to Ren, who's almost to the tree in Malira's arm. Um, what else to say about that? Oh, she interfaces with the tree, right? She does interface with the tree. And she, I, I thought they did a really good job of explaining what was exactly happening because like Ren's kind of a mystery uh, in general. Yeah. But this really lets you understand her process. Right. So mm-hmm. she, she, when she bonds with the tree, she like talks to it. She gives it a name and like through symbiosis convinces the tree to do like work together. Right. Um, well, but when she interfaces with realm breaker, it, it was, it, they explained it like, you got Realm Breaker pulling at her, trying to burn her alive. You got her insides trying to burn her alive. And she's just caught in the middle of these two things fighting for her. Right. Um, because Realm Breaker, she said she's the size of an acorn to Realm Breaker. Um, so Realm Breaker is huge and also, like, really corrupted. So um, she has to basically talk. She's like, Chandra said, if I talk to my flame, it might do good. So she's like instead of talking to the tree like she normally would, she talks to her inner fire and mm-hmm. kind of helps guide it to go to the right places and tells her, burn everything that isn't me. Because <laughs> that's what they were, both both things were trying to burn her to death, right? Yeah. Uh, and is able to control it that way through uh, Chandra's teachings of fire, you know? And then has a conversation with the actual tree, mm-hmm. which she and- refers to as a sapling. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and names it eight. Yeah, and names it eight. (laughs) She names Rome Breaker eight. Take your name eight now. (laughs) Yep. I really, I really like that too because I I was, I was fearing that it was just going to be named Rome Breaker, but it's cool she kept with the, the thing. I bet Um, Dave, Dave, let's take a little moment here, uh, brother Dave, to. To ask what you think is going to happen next. Okay. Um, so Ren interfaces with Thronebreaker. Mm-hmm. I'm going to extrapolate from the, the renaming of the tree that she changes something within it so that it's no longer Realmbreaker, it's now eight. And then she convinces it to cut off the pathways uh between the the planes to keep the Phyrexians from moving between uh, various parts of the multiverse. That is what I thought would happen. Okay. So that is a very like, good guess, but what happens is so much better. Also, so much better. I, I just want to ask, too, who do you think dies? In the All whole characters world? we have left, who dies? Well, I... Just a guess. Well, Elspeth doesn't die, because she already had a chance to do that, and if they were just going to kill her again, they wouldn't have... So, uh, probably most of the Mirans... Uh, Mira being the the prominent character like from Malira, uh, Malira, yeah. Okay. So probably her, Nissa. I would assume. I I would hope that uh, Sandra doesn't die because she's a, a favorite of mine. So those are my guesses. Okay. How about Cop? Uh, Cop is still left out oh, there. Oh, I forgot he was there. Uh, I'd like to see him not die, but okay. I could see them taking him out because he's not a well-known named Planeswalker. So. Okay. Ren? Oh, Ren's going to live. Uh, Karn. Karn. Karn's going to live. Come on. Elish Norn. 
Alice Nord's she gonna die because I see her head on a card. <laughs> uh, Warnerplex. Oh yeah. Uh, I uh, don't all the prayed horrors die. What? I'm asking you what you think happens. Yeah. Well, obviously, Shieldred's dead. Obviously, Alice Nord's dead. Jinkataxis dies. Vorinclex is probably dead. I'd like to think that Urbrask lives, but I think from uh, my understanding of what I've read on the Twitters that his fate is yet unknown. Okay, so those that you uh, you you think are dead, mm-hmm. you, you say you already basically knows what happens to Elish Norm because of the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Chandra not Chandra Nissa? How does Nissa die? <sighs> You know, I I think that Chandra's going to have to kill her. Okay. How does? Uh, oh wait, a Johnny is still left too. Oh, I pretty I think I've seen a spoiler that he's alive. So how does Ginger Taxis die? Oh, shit. I don't know, man. Ah. He bleeds out because Elishnorn cut his arm off. There you go. Warnerplex. Uh, like, let's say I don't know where he's at, so I'm going to assume he's on uh, Aquaria and he gets eaten by Godzilla. <laughs> yes. You, you're really it. close there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, back to the story. So, what is Ren's goal at this point? Is what's up to question. That's what kind of I asked before we started doing more polling. Because I, I think that was a good point to say, "Hey, let's get a check on what, what your predictions were." Yeah, real so, quick, because yeah. um, we forgot to mention it. Malira gets injured getting Ren to the World yeah. Tree. Okay, stabbed through. I think. Yes, through the chest or stomach. One of yeah. those two. Oof. Guess she didn't have a cure for that. Okay, so the tree... I want to get this wording right, so give me a second. The tree, when she's talking to it... To, oh, tells it to grow. She tells it to grow. Ooh. You know, and, and the tree was like, okay, cool, because the tree wants to grow, right? And they grow out and up, but he doesn't really... The tree, who is a him... Uh, according to Ren, doesn't really know what to do. They, he only knows the places that he's seen, the places they've made him go is how he, he words it. And Ren says, I know of a hidden place, but to find it, we have to get a little lost. And so they start searching for places that they have not been yet. A little okay. lost, Dave. A little yeah. lost. Okay. Brother Dave. Okay. Who else is lost? What else is lost? And has been for oh, 25 oh, years. Oh, God. Oh, no. Nice. Dude, this, I told you it's so much better than I even imagined oh, it would be. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about Zephyr. Like, yeah. Like, so how oh. does Zephyr get Zephyr back? He doesn't. The f***ing what Realmbreaker does. The tree connects to oh. it through the multiverse. Yeah, they learned that Safari was still alive from the Wanderer, who somehow ended up there when she was fritzing out. Yep. So he goes to find Teferi and Zalfir. They're trying to figure out a solution for New Phyrexia and to bring Zalfir into the fold. When Ren comes up with the idea of rather than trying to untie the knot, you make it tighter, I guess, somehow or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. They talk about a knot a lot. Mm-hmm. And and the ways you can unknot things. And because, Ren, go ahead. Because when um, Teferi originally removed it from Dominary, he made it like a little 
pocket dimension, but then didn't know how to bring it back. So I can see the the knot being like a metaphor for it being like knotted up in like a rope. It's part of the rope, but it's also off to the side. You can't get to it. I right. get it. So, so they can't figure out how to get Zalfir back. So instead they decide to just swap the ends of the knots. Mm. And put new Phyrexia where Zalfir is, and Zalfir where new Phyrexia is. Oh. Nice. Um, she opens a, a portal similar to the way that they've been invading Phyrexia, so that Zalfir can come help a new Phyrexia uh, while they're doing this. And then Teferi implies that uh, the amount of energy it will take to replace new Phyrexia with Zalfir will kill Ren. No. Oh. Both Ren and Realmbreaker, actually. No, that's sad. And then Ren and Realmbreaker talk to each other, and they agree to it, and they start that process. And Zalfir arrives in New Phyrexia. (laughs) They've been training for this day for how many umpteen years? Yeah, eons to them, probably, because time moves slower in Zephyr, correct? Yep, correct. So at this point, they also talk about how Atraxa goes down very briefly. There's like a two-paragraph sentence about how Atraxa's undoing is moving to the middle of the city. Um, and then the, they destroy the pillars holding the city up and collapse the entire city onto Atraxa. Mm, there is, this is featured on a card, correct? I don't know what card it is. I'll, I'll find it while we're chatting because I've seen this. Uh, but keep going. It's like a green one. So Zalfir arrives, or all of their fighters arrive and instantly begin to turn the tide of the battle. Vorniclex jumps out and comes after Teferi. Mm. Teferi slows time around him, but cannot uh, defend himself because he's in the middle of doing something else. He's mounted at the time, and Vorniclex ends up killing his mount. Vorniclex jumps at him again. Uh, and this time, just some random Ascari jumps from behind and cuts off Warnerplex's head. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is the part that I've seen a lot of people have issues with because they're just like big bad Warnerplex, big you know huge Praetor uh, dies to random Ascari. No, I think it's but great. That's that's like David and Goliath. It's like a good, you know, it's like. I, I like it. I, I'm not upset about it. it uh, I'm not upset about it, personally. Um, but I also see people's, like, points where they're like, you've made up these Phyrexians. Like, they're these big bads who can take over the universe. And the Praetors are the strongest ones. Yeah. And they can't be beat by anything. And, and Planeswalkers have died fighting them. And Eskari gets to jump on him and cuts his head off. <laughs> nah, man, I love it. It's good like that. Do we want to talk a little bit? I, I don't really know why this is in the story, but the whole like Nahiri on Zendikar thing. I don't know why it's it's like the pacing is a little off, but there's like a whole thing dedicated to Nahiri and what she's doing on Zendikar. I didn't know if it had like any larger ties to things. Um, there's a side story that goes into it. I believe a little bit more in depth. Okay. Mm. Um, um, just for a heads up, uh, no, I'm thing. wrong. That is just, uh, it's just the part of the main story there. Oh, uh, right. This is the one that confused me because it's not, it's not numbered correctly. 
It's not numbered like the main story is. So uh, I think it's a side story, and their coders accidentally put it in the main story section. Oh, okay. So that I was really confused about it because it's yeah, all like, hey, she's on the Zendikar. one before it is is episode eight, and the one after it's episode nine. So, oh, why did I read this one then? Silly. Because they put it in the main story section. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I was reading one a, extra one. Okay. I, I think that's just something the coders messed up or whoever gotcha, put the guys gotcha. up, like put it in the wrong category. Um, I think it was supposed to be a side story. I see it. That makes sense. So Atraxa dies on New Capenna, and it says here, Atraxa's death has changed New Phyrexia, and the invasion tree is changing with it. Do you know what that's about? I don't. I didn't really. Yeah. It's I, mean, of- I know Atraxa is supposed to represent a certain perfected being to Phyrexia, but it doesn't really seem to explain why her death would have that kind of impact. Yeah. On New Capenna? Yeah. I think it's probably more of a a societal thing where all the the crime families had to come together to That does that is what happens. To deal with the invasion. So instead of fighting each other like they were in the uh the you know how things have always been they start learning how to work together i don't know that's my take uh atraxas fall uh the the card that that depicts is called atraxas fall anybody mm-hmm. wants to look it up she's got a uh beam sticking through her chest uh the the flavor text featured on the card is Fallen Angels that Stay Fallen Henzi Toolbox Tort. Uh, so a little cameo from the uh, the the little devil dude. And it also sets up kind of a hint that Giada is going to just rule New Capenna or like, you know, govern New Capenna or whatever. Because mm. she, she rallies everybody together. She rallies all the angels, um, which I find interesting. It's like she's like telepathically bonded to them all. That almost yeah. implies that they have like a hive mind with Giada being the queen, even though oh, she's no. like super young. Mm, that's for some, angels. Uh, that's some yeah, Phyrexian. She, she is there, an man. angel herself. Uh, right. She was like, dude, did you ever read New Capenna, Dave? Either I did Dave. not. Uh, no. Dude, they were like, that's where they're getting the halo. Well, yeah, I I knew that. From I guess I did read some of it. Actually, it's, it's, it was really messed up, man. She's like yeah, a kid. Yeah, and she's an angel, so they're like extracting. Look, man, angel juice. It's like I, everything we've ever said was like real. Thought it was a joke, man. It's real. No, they're just, they're just out there milking angels. Yeah, dude, it's really. Um, anyway, <laughs> oof. The um, back to the invasion of Zalfir or invasion of New Phyrexia, right? Zalfir coming in. Yeah. Coming in hot. So this uh what they're doing and with Zephyr and trying to, to switch them about uh is very reminiscent of the Wrath Dominaria overlay, overlay for yeah. the first invasion. Did you guys get that vibe? E, no, but now that you're I, saying I honestly didn't think sense. about it at the time now. Because like that 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 overlay is always always interested the hell out of me that the that they were able to the Phyrexians were able to pull that off and overlay Wrath onto Dominaria during the first Phyrexian invasion. Uh right. And it's kind of it's it's giving off those kind of vibes to me, this whole scenario. That's yeah. So it's very interesting. 
So, okay. What happens next? Ginger Taxis betrays Elish Norm. Ginger Taxis says, you know, your uh, arrogance, your hubris has gotten us into this mess. I'm going to take control of it. And we're, we're retreating. So he realizes things are going south. He is the blue yeah, cunning one, fast. right? Yeah. And, and Elish continues to command him to fight. And he says, nah. Nah, dog. We're getting out of here. Him and Elish begin a fight along with their their underlings fighting each other. And again, a random Zalfiran shows up to kill Jen while he is distracted fighting Elish Norn. Ah, uh, I love this. <laughs> Actually. I think I like it because it shows that even though they have all the power in the world, the Praetors and everything, their arrogance, their their way of like brainwashing things and all the stuff that they're doing still makes them mortal. And it, if you're not careful, then you can just be felled by anybody. Yeah. It adds weight to the fight. It's not like, Hey, the planeswalkers battled together and killed them. It's the, you know, everybody battled together and killed them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like they're saying without the, the power structures that upheld the Praetors and protected them and made them seem all powerful without that, as everything on New Phyrexia is falling apart, that they're nothing. This is not about capitalism. <laughs> Stop it. This is supposed to be the sly insertion of anti-capitalist propaganda on the podcast. The um, Come out and say it. Yeah, so the... I was going to make a point before you distracted me. It, it's almost as if it's saying, hey, it's better if people choose to fight rather than you forcing them to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's in like some giant war machine and uh, there's like a glass thing filled with oil that he sits inside and some Zalfiran just comes and smashes it with a hammer. Nice. Yeah, I really boom. wish I had a card for this. And then apparently also it mentions that uh, the other Phyrexians eat Jinja Taxus's body when he dies. That's a little gross, but I'll allow it. Which is also the grow, yeah. Well, it's also the growing or the long-standing theme of like evil eventually just turns on itself, and that's why it can't win, right? Right, but like up until this point, they've just torn people apart and like repurposed them. You know, they're yeah. like, all right, well, re- like they're tearing apart your brass so they can repurpose him and take Shoulder's body and repurpose it, and then they're just like, yeah, just eat that dude. Yeah, <laughs> that dude was they a jerk. Eat him for his knowledge, man. He's the blue one. Yep. So what happens with uh, Realmbreaker and Ren? I'm dying to find out. Are we? Oh, we'll, we'll get that to in a minute. Let's okay. let's so, talk about Elish Norn. Well, there's a brief thing here. Uh, there's there's two moments here before we get to Elish Norn at the top. Um, okay. The first is Teferi sees a Johnny go down, and the Zalfirans have him trapped inside a net and and are going to approach him with spears. And just on a whim, he's like, "No, bring him with us." And it literally says Teferi doesn't know why he's doing this. He just thinks that it might be a good idea. That's like a great idea to carry glistening oil everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so they capture a Johnny. And then the same thing happens. Chandra is is fighting Nyssa. Uh, they get the upper hand and Chandra is like, do not kill her. We are taking her with us. And they take her with them. Well, that makes a little bit more sense than Teferi on a Way I'm going, eh, keep the lion. Yeah. yeah. So and literally like it's a fairy saying it to himself in the story. I don't know why. 
uh, you know, he's a planes walking, very angry lion. Just keep him in the net. It's fine. Yeah, that, that nothing bad will happen. Um, okay, so Karn is like all disassembled, but he still has thought and all that stuff. And there's like it goes into Karn's head a little bit, and I really appreciated it because he kind of reminisces about his life in you know the mistakes he made. He let his creations rule over Mirren. He mistakenly took the oil with him. He didn't wasn't an attentive creator, and he caused all of this because I mean that is true. He did cause all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's as the heroes are showing up, he's up on the like the stone pedestal or whatever, just watching them, and they're kind of like looking at him. And he's like, I'd be looking at me like that too. I'm kind of a disgrace, you know. Like, you know, I I caused all this. And he has a lot of regrets. And I, I thought it was a neat introspective into, like, what Karn's thinking. Because mm-hmm. I think that without showing what Karn's thinking, then uh, the story misses a beat, I guess. So yeah. it's very smart to include that. Do they... I, I forget what... How does Karn get his body back again? <laughs> I, I, it, it's all just laying there, is what I understand. Yeah. He's just, like, disassembled there. Um, I, they talked about like having a purpose for him. They were going to like complete him or something, but he's uncompletable, but they were supposed to be doing something with him. And I'm not sure they really fleshed that out. I might've missed something though. I don't know. No, they, never, they, they briefly talk about that. And I think one of the cards even shows like the completed body that they were going to give to Karn. Mm. We're going to force Karn's head onto. Was it a situation where they needed it to be that way? Or they were just saying, ha 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 ha. Let me put you in a puppet body. I think they were just saying, oh, let me put you in a puppy body. Hey, uh, I've got to take a break real quick. Okay. You guys talked amongst about yourself. No new story beats right. until I get back. I'm back, by the way. Hello. Welcome back. All right. So the idea is what they're doing here is they have to go through the portal back to Zalfir. Is that... Yeah, they need to get all everyone back to Zalfir before the switch happens so that they aren't trapped on New Phyrexia. They're like, oh, we got to get Karn. So mm-hmm. they go get Karn, and Teferi's about to pick him up or something. And he's like, Karn's like, no, give me a few moments, and I want to walk out of here on my own feet. So he puts himself back together. We ain't got time for this shit, Karn. <laughs> There's the card where Karn, what, what happens to Elish Norn exactly? So Karn, in that retrospective, uh, leads into this moment. It's not, like, directly together. He has the retrospective. And then later, he's like, I'm responsible for this. I need to take care of it. I need to be accountable for it. And I need to do something about it. So I'm breaking my vow to handle my responsibilities, uh, to, to be accountable for the things that I have done wrong. And then he rips Elishman's head off. His vow oh. of pacifism. Yeah, which he's had since before the uh, the initial invasion of uh, Dominaria. Yep. Dude, Karn going beast mode. Yeah, he, it, to note, he says it doesn't feel good. Yeah. He does not like being this way, or the violence, but he does it. He takes and reclaims his dignity by putting himself together and also takes responsibility. Damn. Does what must be done. You know... Ellis Norn's decapitated head probably makes a hell of a boomerang. <laughs> he should just get it, like, uh, take it to a taxidermist and then 
hanging up in his living room. <laughs> yeah. To to intimidate his daughter's uh boyfriends. Yeah. Yep. This is what happens if you don't bring her home by eight. He just points to it and he's like, You remember the the head evil badass Phyrexian uh, that everyone hated playing against because it gave all the creatures minus two, minus two? Yeah, I ripped her head off with my bare hands. <laughs> I were home I'm by eight. Than, I'm greater than three <laughs> power and toughness. <laughs> Now you just got me wanting a sitcom featuring Karn as uh, Giada's adopted father on New Camina. Yeah. Uh, uh, living, just raising her. She gets a nose ring. <laughs> Take that out right now. That'd be hilarious. Now I'm going to get a tattoo. You will not get a tattoo. Not under my house. And then he just like completely reforms the ring on his own into a little pile of liquid metal. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll take that. This is great. She, she gets a tattoo, and that because ink is somewhat metallic, he just pulls it out of her skin. <laughs> He's like, "That's mine now." <laughs> great. And then uh, he, he finds out the tattoo was glistening oil. No, no, no. Uh, they're black. All right, so they go out through the portal. After Elshorn dies, everyone escapes through the portal. Ren finishes the transition, and. New Phyrexia is now trapped where Zalfir was trapped. Mm. Where planeswalkers cannot find it. And all the Praetors dead. All Praetors are dead. I guess Urobras' fate is still somewhat left up because like, we only ever see him on the rack getting ripped apart. And I suppose there's a possibility there's like a torso and a head somewhere. Yeah, They could put him back together. Urobras crawling about. What was the thing? Teferi says he looks at Ren in Realmbreaker and sees Ren basically an ashen husk, like mm-hmm. barely any of her bark left, but there was an acorn left over. Yeah, so uh, that's the first major thing that happens in the final chapter, is uh, he begins to walk around Zalfir trying to find a place to plant this acorn. Um, and then ends up, he's like, I, I think I have the wrong idea. I, I shouldn't just try and find the perfect place. I should just find a place that feels right. He then plants the acorn there. And I'm I'm, just, I'm really, I, there's a lot of possibilities with the acorn. Because um, mm-hmm. he talks about his friend and how he's like, I think my friend would like to grow up here. There's oak trees near here they could talk to and see grow. And then when they reach the age, they can like become their own thing. He's like, I think they'll like South here too. So Teferi and Ren were friends then? I, yeah. I wasn't aware that they had a I'm assuming they interacted on Midnight Hunt, but I didn't on Innistrad and Midnight Hunt, but I didn't read but it. They uh-huh. interact a lot in uh what was the first of this block? Dominaria. Yeah, Dominaria United story. Oh, do they? Yeah, because she is at the tower where he is going back in time. She's the one defending the tower with uh yeah. Elspeth. Okay. So they talk a lot inside that tower, like in the breaks that they have in the story and stuff. So uh, the, it feels like the implication is that Acorn is Ren, but it, it would make more sense to me if that Acorn was Realmbreaker, right? Yeah. Like uh, the world tree. Yeah. I would hope it was Realmbreaker over Ren. Not that having Ren back wouldn't be cool, but that's a. Uh, that's yeah, a Ren is not actually a tree, right? Yeah. Well, it's just dry a dryad. Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of like a tree. But I guess really. you could turn this into is, it. I mean, how do how do dryads reproduce? Do they shell acorns off and throw them all over the ground? Is that do they like crack from like they 
like eggs, but really acorns. The acorns, the egg, and they just grow from there. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just very I am Groot isk. Yeah, that's yeah. probably pulled know. from that a little bit, maybe. The other thing that I really, I think I understand. So correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Superior Dave. They talk about the oil and how the oil is like literally all over the multiverse still, which mm-hmm. corrupts everything it touches normally. But they they kind of explain it out by saying that it seems like the oil amplifies the signal of the Phyrexian corruption. And since the Phyrexian corruption has been sealed away, the oil is just like sitting there waiting um, for new orders, not doing anything. So, yeah, they, they imply the oils become inert. And at first they're just like, well, you know, it's in a universe that is now, or a plane that is now sealed off from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I forget who says it, but someone says, if it's sending a message, it has to come from somewhere. And people are like, it has to be Elish Norn because she's such a control freak. Who else could it be? Uh-huh. But like, there's an implication that there could be a bigger bad behind it all that we don't know about, but everyone seems to really want to just say, yeah, it was Elish Norn. Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, but, but part of that is also now a Johnny and Nissa are basically like in a coma. And they happen to have a very injured person who can heal Phraesis with them. They begin to talk about Malira. Malira's like, you know I'm not living past tonight. And asks to ferry to bring Karn over. And uh, she creates a plan to cure Johnny and Nissa, where she says to ferry will have to slow time in order to give Karn's Vincer spark enough time to pull out their souls. Malira to use her ability to cleanse their souls and Karn to put the soul back in before they would actually die. Hmm. Sounds convoluted. Yeah. Uh, and in this, uh, Karn um, and Malira both also mentioned that this will cost Karn Vincer's spark. So Karn's not a planeswalker anymore again? Mm-hmm. Or he just doesn't have the special spark? So they never really break down what exactly that means. They just say that, like, he has felt Vincer in him since the moment where he took in Vincer's spark and that he now no longer feels Vincer with him. I don't know if that means he's not a planeswalker anymore. Is is Vincer Urza's spark? No, Vincer was a planeswalker. Oh, that was Galatian, right? Yeah. Uh, Vincer was a planeswalker that helped free Karn at the end of the with the second... Uh, yeah. Mirrodin. Mirrodin block or yeah. somewhere in there. Where New Phyrexia was. So it was New Phyrexia. What happened to Galatian Spark? Yeah. What happened to Galatian Spark? Wasn't that destroyed in New Phyrexia, the first one? Oh, was it when he repaired the multiverse or whatever? Uh, the You know how they wreck on Placewalkers? Yeah, didn't didn't during the mending, the mending Barry and a bunch of other Planeswalkers give up their Spark to fix the multiverse? But Teferi has a spark. Yeah, because he got another one. Oh, funny how that works. Yeah, well, that's why he's that's why he's human, and that's why he can die. Basically, right? That was the the whole thing they made. Yeah, because the, the, the mending for uh, the mending changed the planeswalker spark so that they weren't godlike creatures anymore. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so Vincer Vincer is no longer inside Karn. Yeah, presumably. Allegedly. The 
Mirans officially move into Zalfir. Sick. They talk about about that a lot. Actually, there's a, a, a lot of talk about how the, the Mirans don't feel like they fit in. It's not their home. They have different traditions. They don't know if they should follow these new traditions that Zalfir follows or if they should follow their own traditions. Can they follow their own traditions since it's not their plane? You know, is it going to offend the Zalfirans if they mourn Malira the way they normally mourn people? There's a lot of talk about that. Hmm. Um, and then it's kind of just like, well, hey, at least you have a home. It's very basically just like, hey, you got somewhere to live. Quit, quit your bitching. Wow. <laughs> Big oof talk. Oh, no. What? Can we do a, a completed Planeswalker check? Oh, I was going to talk about it at the very end. Okay. And are we there? Are we mm, to the very end? So there, I, there's one big last thing that happens that people have been asking for a long time since War of the Spark retconned it in a way that people found offensive. And that's that people finally got their uh, Chissa or Nandra. Oh, they, yeah, they shipped them. Yeah. yeah they, uh, after Malira cures them and dies, um, Johnny wakes up briefly. Um, and and asked Teferi where he is. Uh, Teferi says, Zalfir. Uh, Johnny says, that's impossible, and then passes back out. And Teferi says, uh, it, it was probably a mercy for him to pass out before he realized what he had done. Mm-hmm. And then they almost fail at bringing Nyssa back, but they finish it at the last second, and Nyssa wakes up, and Chandra and Nyssa kiss. Aww. This is life. This is what they all fought for. What Malira died for. Why Karn's given up his spark. Why Teferi spent hundreds of years trying to restore his home for this. That's what she thinks. So noticeably absent in all of these stories. Uh, and I, and it, I think it's done very intentionally to make people forget all about him. Tesseract. Jace is still out there. Oh, Jace. Oh, where is Jace? Is he the bad? Yeah, he is not mentioned at all in this story. No, he was not given a directive to go to a plane. They don't mention him on any planes. I mean, even Nahiri gets, like, goes to Zendikar and gets ambushed and locked in the whatever and dropped. Yeah. Um, so they the only time he is mentioned is in one of the side stories. And uh, it's not really, like, it's not him. It's, what's her name? I don't know. I didn't read it. His girlfriend. Vraska. Oh, Vraska. Vraska. Ravnica, right? Yeah, it's Vraska's um, memories. Ooh. Interesting. Dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun. You did uh, mention they were receiving a signal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Whether the signal was inert. Right. So I, uh, is Jace hiding somewhere? Is he using his mind powers to uh, stay hidden until he can recoup and take over Phyrexia and bring them in? Jace, Dr. Doom. Jace is Dr. I get it. Doom. I get a strange feeling that the uh, what's the expansion for this called again? Aftermath. Aftermath. I get the the brief uh, flying thought that they will probably bring up Jace's story in those stories. Mm. I bet. Yeah. Okay. So Nahiri, we don't know what happened to. So I mean, we know Nahiri was trapped in that. She's trapped in a hedron and and dropped down. Yeah. So that's questionable. I did find right. in that story it was interesting that she could she could rearrange the she was more powerful as a Phyrexian or whatever and could rearrange the matter of Zendikar to make it stable. Yeah. Um, 
which could, if she's not dead, that could lead to a very interesting thing for Zendikar. Because, you know, they, like, really have a fond... Like, if I know anything, they love Dominaria, they love Ravnica, and they love Zendikar. Those are three planes that Wizards mm-hmm. really likes. So I was going to say, do you mean Wizards or Players? Wizards, wizards. Well, I mean, they love those planes because players love those planes. Right, exactly. And, they love those planes. And players love Zendikar oh. because it has shock planes in it every time. Yeah. <laughs> same, so, same with Ravnica. It's the same reason they love Ravnica is because yeah, every time they yeah, reprint Ravnica, they reprint shock lands. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Um, but they uh, can come technically up with actually new... in one of the Zendikar blocks they reprinted fetch lands. They did. You're right. They did. The onslaught mm. ones got reprinted, right? Yep. Or no, they start. They made the other cycle of the fetch lines right, right, from yeah. from onslaught, right? And then those were reprinted in cons, I think. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty. Um, I, I want to see what happens to Jace. I guess that's the big mystery, right? Mm. Well, it's the thing is, like you would think, if they wanted to make it the big mystery, they would have mentioned him at least once at the end. Someone yeah. would have been like, "Hey, what?" Anyone hear from Jace? Or did anyone kill Jace? No, where's Jace? Like everybody else is accounted for, not Jace, because they mentioned Vraska, they mentioned Tamio, and then the other ones. Yeah, interesting. So I guess that remains to be seen. But again, he might be Doctor Doom. <laughs> I do like the prospect of Jace being some uh, like Lex Luthor type. Yeah, yeah, some just big bad, laying in wait, scheming the. The new Nicol Bolas, if you will. That would be cool arc for him. Mm-hmm. So what happened to Veraska? Um, so that's one of the side stories. I'll get to those here. I'll go through them in order real quick. Because um, some of them will be real quick. Strixhaven. Uh, I, I couldn't really take notes on the Strixhaven one. Most of the, the important stuff that happens in here is related to the kids and the mm-hmm. teachers, and I didn't read the original Strixhaven story, so I didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah, I, I, Like, they were searching for a book in a library that could activate Strixhaven defenses, and uh, instructors are saving people's lives, or corrupted, and trying to kill people, and I, I never... Because I didn't read the original one, like, there are implications that there are connections between these people, but I don't know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. And so that side story was kind of a little lost on me, other than that, Liliana is there. And then they activate the defenses and fight off Phyrexia. Nice. Um, in Aquaria, where Luca went, Luca is destroying them pretty handily. Chevelle is working with um, Vivian to try and kill him. And then Chevelle is like, nah, man, we can't win this and just disappears. The band? So like that. Huh? <laughs> the band? Uh, the, isn't that his name? Cheville? Chevelle? Chevelle? The hunter? Chevelle. The green black guy? I don't know who that I- is, but. Looks like it to me. Cheville? Cheville? Yeah. Cheville? Cheville. Yeah, he's like something, the hunter or something on his card. He has death touch, and you draw cards when you kill things that he puts tokens on or something. Yeah, I'm just trying to make a joke, man, and you're like, nah, this is good. <laughs> ben, so will you sing uh, your favorite song, Send the Pain Below? No, I will not. <laughs> Didn't you sing a cover of that at some point? I did, but I will not sing it here. Or was it like a Weird Al version? It was like a Weird Al version, but it was, yeah. yeah. I okay. did do it live. I know, I remember it now. It's in, <laughs> I, I, I have the 
um, the lyrics in my head. Do do yeah. I smell a, a follower's uh, goal reward? It's the not the, exactly the most appropriate of things. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. Talk yeah. about it later. So Luca is, is out in face. Chevelle disappears. The survivors of the main city in Aquaria are retreating. And then the leader makes the decision to not tell people where they are going uh, and lead them into, what's his name again? Vadrox, the prime mm-hmm. predator the there. Prime, yeah, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Leads uh, Luca into there there, and Vadrox shows up and f***s Luca up. Mm. Nice. Also of note in this episode, at one point, hold on, because I saved the paragraph where they said it, so it was the one thing that I wanted to be able to read word for word. There, some of the monsters on Akoria um, have started to evolve. Uh, and so Vivian sees oil splash on the monster. She says, keep your distance. Do not touch it. And then some of the other people say, oh, I'll be fine. And then they notice that um, the monsters on Akoria have evolved orange crystals. The crystals begin to glow with a soft light, and the Phyrexia oil bubbled and hissed turning to a sickly black smoke in moments. It was as if the stain had never been there before. Alan says, yes, I don't understand it either. In truth, these new crystals have grown onto many of them, and it seems to be some kind of natural defense. Oh. So that was why, like, real early on, because this was the second side story to come out, I was like, this story could be the most important side story they've done, because this is probably how they end up fighting off the oil or curing people the oil, but then it yeah. bears no importance other than yet. Right. Yet. I don't think their wizards is going to get away from Phyrexia forever. No, no, they have to bring them back over and over and over again. What other choice do they have? Yeah. Uh, so then in Ixalan, Watley is leading a band of warriors to a city to try and take it back. It's the city with the great temple in it. And along the way there, they changed their plan. Uh, they realize that Atali has been corrupted. He's blowing pumes of oil everywhere. Uh-oh. Uh, so they go to the temple to try and pray and get the other dragons to show up. But the whole way there, Watley's like, what if they're corrupted? And what if we just bring doom upon all of us? What if we just summon five corrupted dragons? Dinosaurs. Or dinosaurs, yeah. And we all just eat it. <laughs> Sounds bad. Uh, but they get there, they summon the other four, and none of them are corrupted, and the, they take out Atali. That's probably a pretty sick fight to watch. It's a pretty good read, but just, like, not a lot of real big importance, you know, storyline-wise, other than, you know, um, Atali's dead. Wah, wah, wah. So on Innistrad, the the story there is uh, Gissa and Garolf. Wait, what's... One question. Is this really called Innistrad Family Game Night? Yes. Does that have bearing? Yes. Okay, because they already had yeah. one mistake. I thought that maybe they accidentally put words somewhere they weren't supposed to be. No, okay, go G- on. Gissa and Garolf, you know, brother and sister necromancers, mm-hmm. decide to have a competition to see which of them can kill more Phyrexians with their wow. resurrected beasts. And then they just continue to resurrect. They just one-up each other every time, resurrecting the insane until the very end when Garolf, like has the idea of, like, just bring me everything we've brought back and I'll fuse it into one giant monster. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
and that's how Innistrad gets taken back. Uh, Eldraine is mostly about Rankle. Uh, it starts off with Rankle and his fairy companions, and his fairy companions are like, you suck. You're always pranking us. You're always mean to us. Go away. And he's like, you don't mean that. And then they cut off or they damage one of his wings so he can't fly anymore. And they're like, seriously, go leave us alone. Uh, and he leaves all sad. And then he sees Ayara and falls in love with Ayara uh, while they are, like, trying to fight off the Phyrexians. So then he flies to the nearest town uh, where he goes to an apothecary to make him a love potion to make Ayara fall in love with him. The apothecary is like, are you fucking crazy? Do you know what's going on out there? Have you seen, do you not watch the news? There are um, big giant tendrils coming through portals out of the sky that have a bunch of Phyrexes on them. And then the apothecary leads him on, like, basically, because the Rankle won't leave him alone and starts breaking all the stuff inside of his shop. And so the apothecary is just like, go here and get me this flower and I'll make you the potion, which is blatantly just to get, get out of here. I won't be here when you get back anyway. Yeah. But Rankle was apparently not smart to figure that out. Goes on this quest to find this flower. Uh, gets there and runs into Torbrin, who has a wishing ring that he plans on using to try and uh, stop the invasion. So uh, Torbrin is going to Ayara so that uh, they can combine forces. Torbrin falls asleep. Rankle steals the ring. They get to Ayara. Torbrin realizes he doesn't have the ring. That Rankle must have stole it. Rankle then uses the wishing ring to summon a love potion to give to Ayara. <laughs> uh, and then Torbrand is like, oh do you not understand how serious this is? Like, the Phyrexians are going to kill all of us <laughs> if, uh, you know, we don't use that wishing ring properly and there's only one wish left on it. And then Ayara turns into a Phyrexian and all of her people turn into Phyrexians because they've already been converted. Uh-huh. And then Rankle's like, oh, you're ugly now. No, you, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> Oof. I love it's how it's so whimsical, you know? It's supposed to be, <laughs> it's like a still a fairy tale, right? Uh, and so Rankle's bright idea to, he's like, uh, Torburn starts saying, like, we have to kill these people. You have to use the rain to kill these people. And so Rankle wishes that it would rain the love potion all the Phyrexians fall in love with him, and then he goes and hovers over the edge of a cliff as they all come after him and fall off the cliff and die. Perfect. That is... Uh, what a great Eldraine story. That's a fairy to hell if I ever heard one. And then something happens where someone casts a spell on Rankle, and then he falls asleep on top of all the dead Phyrexians. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Goofy. I like it. That's hilarious. Ravnica has some importance. So Ravnica is Vraska's story. And it that's a real interesting read because it kind of goes over like how Vraska feels being trapped in her body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like it's read from like how a Phyrexian thinks. Like there are these big red letters for, for like the Phyrexian Vraska. And then there are like the, the you know regular letters for when the normal Vraska is having her brief thoughts uh, oh. of like feeling trapped and, and stuff like that. Phyrexian Vraska decides to blind all of the people to pop all of their eyeballs out because uh, they blinded, you know, they made her hide her eyes for so long um, when she was a Gorgon or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so she she makes the Phyrexians gouge out the eyeballs of everyone they kill or everyone they fight in, uh, in Ravnica. And then, like, somehow Vraska's subconscious sends Vraska to, like, her old apartment. Somehow. Yeah. And then 
she ends up fighting Rouseric. Rouseric uses some device on her, which causes her to vomit up all of the glistening oil, but it is implied that it kills her in the process. She says, I can feel that I'm dying. Was that written in red or in black? That is written in black. Okay. Uh, hmm. And then she goes to a corner of her mind that Jace set up. That's like supposed to be like a protected memory area where she goes back there. And then she sees Jace and her and Jace talk for a while. And she says, you know, I'm a monster. I did all these terrible things. And Jace was like, that wasn't you. That was the Phyrexian. They kiss, which I think is the first time they've actually kissed too. Isn't it? Like in the main. I don't, I don't know if you sure. confirm, no deny that. Yeah, because yeah. they were going to kiss in the last one, but then he got stabbed. Right, because when she kisses him, she's, she says, uh, now I know why Liliana chased him for all these years. Oh, were they were they a thing? Yeah. I'm not sure. That's from the, the story point in time when I wasn't reading, so I don't yeah. know. It's like an episode of The Real World in here. That was such a 90s kids reference. Right, and then it switches to Rouse Eric for a while, and Rao is like, so what happened to Frasca's body? And they said they couldn't find it. Oh. Mm. Also of note, during this time period, she's, she has a compass on her, Frasca does, and the compass somehow seems to be leading the way. And when she reaches Rouse Eric, it says the compass glowed blue or gold uh, and seemed to be leading her to Rouse Eric. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Wonder what all that all means. It's probably is find out in aftermath. Yeah. yeah. So, I, like, because they can't find the body, I'm not sure if, like, maybe Ralph Zarek was converted and is working for Jace because it is his home plane, oh, and the device actually like teleported Vraska somewhere. It didn't actually kill her. I will be much upset if Ralph Zarek is a Phyrexian. He's my homeboy, and I just don't want to live a life without him. But in the story, very much does not feel like he's a Phyrexian. Because the brief moments there, he still talks about Tomek, and, you know, he would have to be deep undercover if he was still a Phyrexian. Okay. But so, it does seem like something Jace, a uh, corrupted, completed Jace would do in order to make sure he still has Rasko. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where my brain was going. Maybe, because Jace's card is called the Completed Mind, or the Perfected Mind, not the Completed Mind, right? And maybe he has like full like more control than a normal Phyrexian would have over his stuff. Yeah. So like maybe he has like still his thought process, but it's not maybe it's evil, but it's not like, hey, I want to complete Vraska. Maybe it's just I want to make sure she's okay. So he like I don't know, tricks Rawl or you know, takes his mind over so does some Jace thing to him to do that thing, right? Yeah. Something like that. It seems like it's Jace, like very Jace related. Like Jace is pulling the strings here. Right. I'm I'm convinced Jace is doing something behind the scenes just because they went so far out of their way to make sure people forgot about him. Mm -hmm. To not mention him at all in 10 chapters of story. Mm. Um, and then the last side story was the new Capenna one, which was just basically how they planted the bombs on all the pillars. Oh, to bring the city down around Atraxa. Yeah. That's why, oh, that's why they were saying, not yet, not yet. Let her get out into the open. Let her get in the middle of this. Right. Because they knew what the, that they were placing the traps around the city. Nice. Very good story. I, I think, I think in summation that the story 
is everything that you would want from a culmination of years long planning, right? This is feels yeah. like an Avengers movie, you know, like this is what we were planning for. And I, I think that they did a good job with it overall. It feels like an Avengers movie. If a uh, random Wakandan had killed uh, Ebony Maw or <laughs> just, you know, like, right. A, a standard U.S. soldier just popped up and killed Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I think that would have been more amusing. To yes, be honest. it would have been very great. Like the Punisher just shows up and shoots him in the face and ends over. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where a regular bullet. And he's, he's like, seriously, none of you guys tried shooting him? <laughs> Squeal the punch. I'm sorry. We don't do the bullets. Yeah. Um, Question for uh, Dave, since he was around during War of the Spark, I assume, reading the stories. I did not read the War of the Spark. Oh, okay. I know the, the gifts of it. but So based on your knowledge of the, the War of the Spark, which I would assume everybody could agree is the, the last Avenger level story they tried to tell uh, better. Are worse than that. So, again, I have not read those books, but I have heard terrible things about those books, and not just from the people who are mad that they undid Chandra and Nyssa, but I loved the flavor in the cards, and I loved the idea behind the story. I just wish I had read it. I didn't read it because I, I could only ever find it in hardcover, and it was like $25, and I was like, everyone talks about how bad this is. I don't want to spend $25 on a terrible story. I bought this for like 6 bucks from the bargain bin. You just had to wait. Oh, you have it? Yeah. yeah. Hard Did back you read everything. it? I have not, because everybody said how terrible it was, and it's like, I don't want to waste my time. All right. Um, I, I actually have an e-copy of it, too, because I accidentally bought it from... Uh, Amazon during a, a misclick. Don't don't look at your uh, Kindles while you're driving down the road. You tend to accidentally right. buy for stuff. other reasons too. But also, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I think that's just a bad idea in general, Dave. No, I don't actually think you should admit to doing that on the internet. <laughs> this is a joke. This did yeah. not happen. Yes. <laughs> to be perfectly clear, I was not reading my Kindle and driving. <laughs> from, I think you need I, to like come out and make a statement. So War of the Spark was hey, Zendikar is going to be destroyed, right? No, it was yeah. hey, Nico Bolas is trying to steal everybody's spark to become pre-mending God Bolas again. Uh, yeah. Oh, so it would have had universal implications. Yes. For planeswalkers. Oh, there it was uh, Aldra Rise of the Aldrazi where they teamed up to kill the Aldrazi, right? Yeah. Well, they also came back in the, the next block. Oh. Well, at some point... That I, was the I forming of the, the Gatewatch, is what you're yeah. referring to. Right, Gatewatch, that's right. Um, I thought that where the Spark was Eldrazi, but I now I remember it's Nicol Bolas, right? Mm-hmm. Because the basic story beats of it are Liliana's working for Nicol Bolas, all the Planeswalkers join together to try and stop him. And Liliana has no choice but to work for him because he can. He's somehow controls the demon's contract that she has. Yeah. And uh, if she tries to betray him, he will just instantly kill her. 
And that happens, but Gideon gets it instead. And right? that she betrays Nicol Wallace at the very end. Nicol Wallace starts to kill her. Gideon uh, sacrifices his life so that she won't die. And her control of the zombies on uh, that's not called time. What kind, what is that? Ravnica. No, Amonkhet. Oh, okay. They're on Amonkhet. Her control, like the mummy and the zombies on Amonkhet, uh, is what turns the tide against Nicol Wallace. Plus yeah, Ugin's yeah. Ugin spirit. Those are the two things that turn the tide. Okay. So, is this better-ish? Um, I, I, I mean, probably, I know we can't speak because we didn't read it, but... I would assume it's better overall, just because... I, I wasn't... I, I enjoyed this a lot. I don't have the misgivings that, like, I know I've been making fun of them, but I don't have the the strong misgivings that the community seems to have about random people killing big bad monsters. I understand it, but I don't, it doesn't bother me the way it seems to really bother the community. Uh, I love it. They wrote that part of the story just for me, I think. (laughs) I do like it. And I I think they mostly nailed everything. It was a little disjointed at times but overall the like to me the pinnacle moment is when they're talking about like because they do mention it we didn't mention it but in the story they're talking about like oh teferi's gonna show up teferi will be here you know hey we have to get teferi but then when you realize that oh they're gonna connect the tree that connects all the universes together the 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 planes together they're gonna find zalfir you're like that is the perfect solution like that was the pinnacle of the story for me, I think. Yeah, I will say I do think the story uh, mostly goes downhill from there with us just because that moment is so great. I don't know how you would top mm, it yeah. after that. Yeah. This, mm. Yeah, because it's, ba- it's kind of rushed in, in the sense that it's like, okay, Teferi shows up with the Zalfirans and then just wipe the floor. That's kind of like how, yeah, how, it, how it, it feels, it, right? It feels like they told this great big story and then they were like, oh man, we took eight of our ten chapters up doing that. We need to like sprint to the finish line real quick. Right. But yeah, that was like chef's kiss for lore. Because I I just assumed that Teferi was going to do some stuff and get Zalfir back, like open a portal or whatever. But this was so much better than that. Because even seeing the new, like the cards, you know, invasion of new phyrexia where it flips to teferi and all that that kind of alludes that this is going to happen but it doesn't tell you how yeah right definitely got the vibes from the 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 battle card that it was a portal mm-hmm. but this i don't know i like stories that have that really great like aw damn moment where you realize that they had been like setting this up and then there's that twist where you think it's going to be one way but it's actually something completely different like yeah. when I was talking about how I thought Realm, that's how they were going to deal with Realm Breaker and then actually no yeah um, uh, those are some of the best stories yeah because when you see Ren and Realm Breaker the card you're like mm-hmm. oh okay she interfaces with Realm Breaker and then it shuts off Phyrexia's access to the multiverse yeah and that's how you think it's going but they even say right before they do the the plan they say like oh that wouldn't really accomplish anything you know, yeah. the Frexines are still on the planes, and then you're like, oh yeah, that, that actually makes sense. You know? But when they flip the knot, or whatever, two ends, that that's like, oh, let's tuck this away. But it's it, a little it, pocket plane. It doesn't destroy Phyrexia, but it 
gets it out of the way for now. Uh, again, it is kind of weird that they did the same thing they did before. Like, you know, Frexia was sealed away by the Thran, by the portal, you know, and yeah, <laughs> then they were sealed away or they were supposed to be destroyed. But um, Dominaria was protected or something from I, I forget mm-hmm. how that happened in the mending messed that up or something i don't i didn't it was well you're thinking of the uh shard that formed after the first silox went off and mm-hmm. isolated dominaria and 12 other planes from the rest of the multiverse therefore keeping dominaria safe from phyrexian invasion yeah and then when Fraley's cast the the world spell, yeah. That joined the the shard back with the rest of the multiverse. That's when um, Dominary became vulnerable to Phyrexian invasion again. Yeah. So it seems like they went back to the well, but they did they well, did it in such a grand way. Well, each story this the thing with this this story that I found amusing and fun is that they kind of went back to that same well several times with the initial mission to blow up New Phyrexia with the six planeswalkers. Oh yeah, Urza's uh, Urza's first attempt to do the yeah uh, for on old Phyrexia, and then they did that, and of course it didn't work didn't really work the last time and so i i just thought it was interesting that they kind of like rehashed it but in a way that made it more interesting and then doing the uh plane swap uh a la wrath overlay type-esque uh shenanigans was interesting as well yeah 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 and i think the the, the i don't remember the thran book a lot but i think the thran went to phyrexia to try to destroy it and they're like uh we can't do that and then they seal them away. What is it? Isn't it this kind of parody between all three Phyrexian eras or something? Mm, I don't know if the Thran went to Phyrexia, but they did push Yogmoth and all his followers into Phyrexia at the end of the the Civil right, War and then seal it. That's right. Okay, and then seal it. Yeah, it's so. I guess technically the Thran did go to Phyrexia because all of the Ogmoth's followers were Thran, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Thran, the civilization, did not all decide to go yeah, yeah, yeah. to and especially New not on a sneaky covert mission. Yeah. So yeah, now we are done with the next arc of Phyrexia. Are we going to have another ten years or so before the next one? Hopefully not for another fifteen. Uh, this was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do think I do think that they nailed it the overall arc by going to different planes, but having it all tie in together. Mm-hmm. I think that was a very, it's, uh, I wonder how much they took from the Avengers movies or the Marvel movies in that idea that like some of them are, you know, like Thor is not connected, but it is connected. It's not like a direct continuation or whatever. It's it. Things happen that are important to the overall story, but it's not, and that's kind of what happened here. And I, I wonder how much that, kind of led their design choices with or writing choices with the story. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody wants to be the next MCU, so I think that they were gunning for it, but not in a bad way. No, no, no. Just like 
hey, that's a like because when you think of what Marvel did, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that is a really good idea. Nobody's ever mm-hmm. done it before. It's so novel, and of course, people are going to capture on that because it's just a really good idea. Yeah, and in, in Wizards' defense, they've had years and years and years of shared world building and shared storytelling. Yeah. So I think that really helps them pull that off. Whereas some other stories try to tell their stories in a similar way. It doesn't work. I Uh, kind of, I kind of feel like apocalypse was the Avengers movie and the new Phyrexia was the age of Ultron. And I feel like this is like the end game. I think that like, this is phase three, you know, like maybe Phyrexias won't come back or for a very long time. I feel like this is because like it ties everything up, you know, mm-hmm. it, this, I, I can't think of anything else that isn't tied up. Like they did the Zalfir thing was was mm-hmm. pretty much the last Jace. remaining. Jace is. Well, uh, yeah, they cool. left a little thread to continue. But like this is the culmination of 25 years of magic, 30 years of magic. I, I thought you think they had this plan from. No, they, I, no, I do not think they had a plan, but they did find a way to like tie it all in a nice little bow. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. When the last original big bad guy in magic is the Eldrazi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since then, it's basically just been like, and even before then for a long time, it's just been repeating big bads. Nicol Bolas, Tezzeret who also is a loose thread at this point with oh, yeah, his dark right. steel body hidden away yeah. somewhere, uncorruptible boarding power. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do I sense a, uh, a standoff between good guy, Tezzeret and bad guy, Jace in the future? That would t- certainly flip the script, huh? Yeah, I could do it. Um, anyways, sorry to distract, but continue with your point. Other Dave. I don't see a world where that just it doesn't become a thing. Yeah. Uh, where it's just not like the rotating menagerie of bad guys and magic. Where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, we did Phyrexia this time, so, uh, you know, let's go back and... Uh, How's Nicol Bolas getting out of the meditation yeah. plane? Yeah, did, did something happen during all this to, to release Nicol Bolas? Or Wait. Did Nahiri do something to, at her time with the... Uh, spires to help release the Eldrazi again. I have, hmm. an, I, I have an idea. Maybe this is less like Marvel and more like Batman. Because nobody ever dies? Yeah. Because they just get yeah. locked away in Arkham Asylum, a.k.a. the wherever Nicol Bolas went and, you know, the Brexians are now sealed away. Yeah. yeah. And then or, they get or, somehow escape from Arkham Asylum. Or, you know, Tezzeret's next, or one of those people. Do we know what the names of the next sets are? We do, don't we? Wilds of Eldraine and Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Yeah. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure what those two would have in common for a big bad guy, so maybe that'll probably be setting up whatever comes next, be my guess. I, I do hope that there are some more original bad guys developed that we can tell stories about. They they will. Like, they, they'll have a no, new one. But it seems like they're trying to make one in the the comic books. Oh yeah, with uh, what's her name again? Something the Looking Glass. Moira is that it? Is that the uh, planeswalker they found on um, uh, on ice on the planet that uh, Merit Lage destroyed? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
so Captain America. <laughs> just get because anyway. like she starts off as like they rescue her and she seems like a good guy and now she's like I'm gonna save my plane even if I have to destroy everyone else's. Not mm. cool, dude. No. No. <laughs> All right, yeah, so they could just bring Merrill Lage back as the next bad guy. Uh-huh. That's true. They haven't really like done a merit a, a good Merrill Lage story, have they? Really? Not that I've ever read. I'd be um, all right with that. Because I'm not complaining. Like, Merrill Lage is a big mystery because we like don't even know what what it is, right? Like, isn't it a demon or something? It's like just a like a. It's not an Eldrazi because they've come out and said that, correct? Correct. But it's something very Eldrazi-like. Oh, it's like a Kraken. Yeah, it's just this cosmic horror type thing. It's called Avatar is this creature type. Hmm. Anyways, we could talk about this forever, but we're getting a little long in the tooth, so why don't you uh, wrap this show up, tell everybody where they can find us. You can find us on Twitter at MPG Pod. You can find me on my personal Twitter at Be Nice MPG and send us an email at podcast at magicprovinggrounds.com. Where can they find you, moderator Dave? They can find me on Twitter at Dave underscore MPG. And if I'm not mistaken, other Dave is still banned from the internet. Is that correct? Yeah. Elon Musk doesn't like me. Can't have Twitter. Post yep. better memes than him. No longer allowed on Twitter. That's how, that's how you do it. You get mm. permaban for that. Yep. So uh, cue that music and let's uh, dump get a bucket of, of water on our fire. Maybe some sand. Responsible fire management stops forest fires. Never leave okay. a fire unattended. Okay, Smokey. Let's get out of here. I would be if I was standing up. So I guess I'm just... What does that mean? You don't know about skanking? No, I'm I'm a little lost. It's the dance you do to ska music. Where you throw your elbows and you kick your legs. I I demonstrate it, but I don't want to horrify people and get banned from Twitch. I guess I originally assumed it was where you didn't take a shower. That's... I'm skanking it. Skanking. I guess skanking it and stanking it are two different things. Yes. Or skanking and skanking it. There's skanking and skanky. It's different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.